Hey guys. Howdy. Welcome back to Friday Live's podcast. Now, here's the deal from the get-go. Sean's out today. Right. Uh, Tim's out today. So, it's just me running the show. So, introduce yourself while I get the show running. All right. Hey, I'm uh, Pastor Bruce from The Gate, and uh been buddies with Mr. Matt Parker for about 107 years. <laughs> it sounds like it does. It yeah. seems like it. We, uh, we, uh, we really enjoy digging into the nuts, bolts, and washers of what the kingdom looks like, and uh, we uh, share lots of views on things. That we do. Yeah. Um, like I said, Tim is out. Uh, he's out actually on vacation, such as it is. Uh, I know they've gone out of town, and so I'm glad for that. But that also means that I'm trying to fly solo here. So, uh, as always, if you're out there watching, um, give us a thumbs up, a like. Give us right. a comment. Right. Comments actually help. And uh, let us know you're out there. Uh, it always gets me a little discombobulated when Sean's not around. Yeah. No, Sean, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty, but if you do... <laughs> But if you do... I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> let's see. What are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about um, roles in the church. Right. Pastoral ministry. How that, what that, and pastoral big P and pastoral little P. Um, hey, Clay. Good to have you with us. Clay Martin. Hey, Clay. How you doing, buddy? Um, and, and another thing, folks. If you're out there watching and you enjoy what we're doing, um, share the podcast for us. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, don't just just like it. Don't just comment, but it really helps if you can share it and get the word out and to the ministry and stuff. So, um, you had some stuff on your mind today you want to talk about? Yeah, um, we getting right into it. Yeah, let's just jump right in. All right, cool. Uh, what I really wanted to kind of the the uh, uh, this morning, the Lord just kind of woke me up with this, and it's been on my mind all week, on my heart, and it's church roles and responsibilities and how they can be a positive and a negative within a body. Okay. And and by that, here's what I here's what I want to kind of dig into a little bit is in order for there to be order and structure, then we have to have some of these roles, you know, okay. and almost job description, who does what, right? We have to have some of that to for order right. in, in the body. But at the same time, we're we're dealing with humans and human nature, right? Right. And we can get pretty quickly from this is our structure to, well, that's Matt's job, you know. Right. Instead right. of we have a kingdom need here, and okay, well, that is Matt's job. Uh, let mm. me get you in touch with Matt. I'm I'm standing in front of somebody who's hurting, right? Right. Well, let me go get you that guy. Right. Or um, here's one of the. I get stuck on a lot is um, giving is good. Tithing is good. Uh, giving our money to missions is good. But whenever I give my money to missions and won't talk to the guy at the gas pump next to me at the gas station, okay, I'm missing out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. You know, and I think that one of the problems that that we run into in in our, I like to say the in the organized church, right? And because I and I do believe that you know the church is the people, and it's and it's you know bodies of believers, it's Christ, uh, the people that follow Christ, and we are organized into yep. groups. Yeah. yeah. Um. We got to be careful as well not to characterize someone who has said, "All right, I can do X." Amongst right. For whatever it is, I've got mm-hmm. my responsibilities, and then I've got yep. X. Or maybe there's like I can do X, and I'll figure out my responsibilities with what's left over. Yeah. That's probably yeah. a better way to look at yeah. it. Um, and maybe they've decided that with their giving portion, they're going to do missions. Yeah, yeah. Through a, a body, through a local whatever. And what we don't want to do is to say, or right, if you're if you're if that's you, we're not asserting that you're not willing to talk to the guy at the gas pump. Right, right. But we've both been around church long enough to know that there are folks who will take the idea of my immediate surroundings are not my responsibilities so much as my corporate responsibilities. Right, 
and they right. put all their eggs in that basket. And right. I think what you're getting at is what's the balance? Where's the right. balance between the formal, here's what I do with, and because we we were talking just a little mm-hmm. bit ago, you know, the scriptures talk about bringing your, your tithes, your offerings into the storehouse and then the storehouse or the church is what we would call it. Mm-hmm. And then they distribute it. Um, but that presupposes that that's happening. Right. Right. Um, and so, and that's just about the giving part. Yeah. Yeah. But really what you're talking about and make sure I understand is more along those lines of all of those things are good, but we can't check out as we go through our life. That that's the that gist of at? what I want to get to is in this in this model that we have uh, even helping us at the gates a little mm-hmm. bit, right? And in this model that we're putting out there uh, of small groups and uh I laid it out for our team a couple of weeks ago, just straight out of Acts 240, right? Okay. And how small groups work. And um, it will only work if we really begin to understand, you know, the, the from back in Genesis, am I my brother's keeper? Yes. Yeah. Right? right. And within that small group, that small group structure, we have to really understand that we are the pastoral care, right? right? We we are the ones who are responsible for, for checking in and taking care of each other. Now there's, I know as we go up levels and, you know, some folks have different levels of responsibilities, but we really, really need to get back to, we all bear responsibility for each other. Right, I mean, and really the fundamental thing we're talking about is our ecclesiology. How do we structure and perform how do we structure the church and perform the great commission that God left to us right. on, a, on a daily basis? And it's real easy to go into one camp or the other to say, well, here's the structure and we got to follow it. Right, right. The problem with that is, is outside of a few basic fundamentals, right. the scriptures are kind of vague on how the actual structure, what we think of as structure, will look. Right. You know, you have, you have offices and there's some spiritual structure to right. it. Right. There's some fiscal structure too, you know, and, mm-hmm. and taking care of the widows and the deacons and those sorts of things. Um, but outside of that, what that actually looks like in a in a local group, it's pretty vague. Right. And in my experience, what I've seen happen is we get and Tim and I were talking about this last Wednesday, mm-hmm. is we we build our structures, mm-hmm. um, our man made structures. And somewhere down the line, those become the most the paramount thing, right? Right. You know, and those become the be all, the end all. Um, and then you know we come in, start interjecting language like you know the kingdom's doing this, the kingdom's doing that. Um, and sometimes these structures that we've come up, we've come up with, not the ones in scriptures, but right. the structures we've come up with, right. can be very beneficial, or mm-hmm. they can be stifling. Right. Um, I'll take the cooperative program in Southern Baptist mm-hmm. for example. Um, I, I get irritated with, with the, I remember when David Platt took it over and like the first thing that they had to do, and it wasn't his fault, it was a budget short, they brought 600 missionaries home from the field. Right. You know, and that just infuriated me. Um, just because I know that there's big money being spent on other things that I personally would deem not as important, well, but they didn't ask me and it's not really my spot. Right. Um, to decide. Now, the flip side of that is, is they also do incredibly wonderful amount, huge things out in the world, you know, and so, and that nobody could do together. So Mm -hmm. the cooperation is fantastic in that regard. And, and so you get into this, you know, well, what, what's the balance? Right. You know, and, and really you want to drill it down into the local church, I guess, or the local gathering, you know, and for me, it's about not getting too terribly focused on the how, Mm-hmm. As the what, right? That's Does that good. make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus told us to go and make disciples. Yeah. And what did he tell? How did he tell us to do it? To teach them everything I've taught you. Observe it and obey it. You know those Amen. sorts of things. Amen. Yeah. Well, that's pretty broad stroke. Right. I mean, that's a big brush. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ways to do what he called us to do, right? Yeah. And the 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 I guess the the linchpin for me is is regardless of how it's being done, and, and I'm presuming if you're out there watching or listening, this is going to presume it's moral, it's ethical, 
Right. And it's, right. you know, presuming that, yeah. you know, because the argument, yeah. somebody's going to be like, well, yeah, but there's abusive power structures. I'm not talking. No, no, not I'm at all. Neither am I. Neither am I, by the way. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about all things equal. Yep. Does it matter if it's a local congregation, sh- you know, sharing with, ministering to 10 different independent right. missionaries or organizations, or if it's a cooperative program? I don't think it matters one, one little bit. Um, Except for the fact, I guess it depends on what your goal is. Right. I think the dangerous thing, and I think this is what you're alluding to, is when we get so bought into a system, any system, right, that we lose sight of our neighbor. Right. Exactly. Um, and for me, uh, you know, I for a long time as as a pastor of a small East Texas Southern Baptist church. I tried for a nearly a decade, and I'm not exaggerating, nearly a decade on the regular. I'd call up the association and be like, um, y'all keep sending me emails and glossy mailers about promoting this mission fund and this mission outreach and this cooperative deal. Um, and I said, that's great. I'm all, I'm all for it. Um, but I need missionaries. Right. I need stories. I need to put people in front of my yeah. people yeah. and say, here's where your money's going. It's going to... Mm-hmm. Brother so and so, sister so and so, and they're doing this work, and here's the pictures, and right. here's the videos, yeah, and here's yeah. the little things they brought back, and and we need to hug their necks, and we need a connection, right? Um, because it was important to me not to just write a check and forget. Uh huh. That's okay? good. That's good. Because mission work and making disciples is gritty business. It's whatever, and we could never get any right uh, missionaries hmm. to come in, and finally after years. You know, somebody finally just honestly was honest with me, and I appreciated it. Right. He said, he said Pastor Matt, he said, I, I hate to break it to you this way, but you're just not big enough. Right. And it wasn't that they were poo-pooing the little guy. It was really was more of a logistics issue. Right. It's like bang for buck. You know, mm-hmm. can I, I got this guy who's on furlough for four months from Guatemala right. or whatever, and he can only be in... So many you places, know, 16 right? places, right. 16 different services. Do we want him to get in front of 2,000 people total or 200? Right. Okay, I get that. Yeah. Um, logistically, I get that. At the same time, as yeah. a pastor, it's hard to sell that sort of mission effort when you can't have anything tangible. Right. You know, I don't know, for, for us, one of the things we did is we diverted right. and started doing more local stuff that we mm-hmm. could actually get our hands in. Yeah. And 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 I may be looking at this wrong, but if we're doing our church service right, right? If if we're doing it right, then Sunday almost every Sunday morning should be a mission effort, right? Yeah, I want to touch on something you said though, but finish your thought and then oh, I'll, go ahead. Go ahead. Um there's something you said, and I know that you're not meaning this, but it sparked something in me. Okay. Because I think it's it's kind of fundamental to where we end up. Right. And okay. that is, if we do our church service right, mm. what that does, both in statement and in philosophy, is it puts the Sunday morning service at the center of the chessboard for our efforts. Mm, that's good. That's good. And I'm not even saying that that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying it's right either. Right. Um, and I'm not, somebody watching me be like, oh, yeah. you're anti-local. Con-. No, yeah, not yeah. at all. I, yeah. I are one. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm in a member of one, serve one, and, and, and we push people into that all the time. That was almost opposite of what I meant to imply. That's what I figured. Yeah. And that's what, but, but there is this mentality yeah. that if we do the service right, it will be this thing, and it will give us this result. Oh, come and see this pretty thing we built. Come and see this pretty thing that we yeah. built. Or, or, or not even not even that sinister. A, right. a, no. a, a real, genuine, honest-to-goodness. There's a, I'll use the word formula. Right. It's not really that, but, yeah. but sometimes yeah, yeah. it's, okay, even if it's, this is what the Scripture said to do, I'll do it that way, and then there'll be this result that I can expect. Right. Um. And we know that that's the case because that's what the Pharisees did. Right, right. If we just get all the law right, we're going to be mm. fine. And Jesus came in and blew that junk up. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though he gave it to Moses. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talked the other, you know, 
the shadow versus the reality. You know, scripture, it, it was given by God and it was good. It's not anything wrong with it. Right, right. But when that becomes the focus, then it become can become idols. That's exactly what I wanted to get to today. And and I think even trying to make sure with a good heart that we get the service right. Mm. Right. I think you're on you're on we're on we're on edgy ground there. Yeah. But here's what I here's what I meant by getting the service right. What I meant by getting the service right is Sunday morning isn't about something that we're doing collectively for each other. Mm. What we're doing Sunday morning is supposed to be all about folks who don't know Jesus. That is our focus. Now, I want to play devil's advocate just okay. a little bit. Um, I'm not sure that in Scripture that that bears that out. Hmm. Okay. I'm not sure that it does. Right. Um, right. I'm not sure that it's either. Right. Right. Um, the ecclesiology that I find in Scripture, you know, why did they why did they meet? Um, and why did they do what they did? Right. Well, they did. They they met, but they didn't meet like we meet. Right. Or maybe better said, we don't meet like they met. Right. They were in each other's homes. They were probably smaller units. Did they yep. meet in larger yeah. units? Sometimes yeah. they did. We see that yeah. Paul would come in and speak to very large groups. Mm -hmm. um, but they were in each other's homes, and we talk about small groups. Mm -hmm. um, whether or not it was as formal as we like to make it, who knows? Oof. You know? Yeah, you touched my, on something. I'm going to wrap that down. My, my guess is, is that it wasn't. Right. And my guess is, is that there were pockets that were, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. um, but the whole idea that Sunday morning is about the lost is good because our culture has developed in such a way that that's what people expect. If you're an unbeliever and you're searching, right. Where are you going to go searching? You're going to go searching where you think you might find. Exactly. And exactly. so that's what church is. I'm right. going to go to church. And that's why people say all the time, well, my kids are going off the rails. What do I need to do? I need to get them back in church. Because right. it's, we, we talked Sunday night or Wednesday right. night. When Jacob named that place Bethel, he was screwed up and knew it. He encountered the Lord. It terrified him because he knew who he was. Ooh. This is good. And then he said, but I'm going to name this place something special. And he took that rock and he poured the oil on it. And he said, this is my Bethel, yeah, my house of God, because surely the Lord was in this place and I didn't even know it. Right. But it also became some place that he came back to yeah. when he needed to remember yeah. and encounter the, the, the presence of the Lord. Yeah. So I think that gives us a great model for giving people a place to come home to. And that's... Does that make sense? Absolute sense. And, you know, uh, Bethel and Penny, the way you guys spoke about it the other night, that's exactly what, what I wanted to get to today. It's exactly what I wanted to, to talk about, is in that understanding, then Sunday morning is our opportunity to find Bethel. It is. Mm -hmm. The tricky, it's not tricky, but it, the part you have to be careful about is it's easy to build what we would call little B Bethels. Mm, yeah, no, I got you. I got you. Because what made Bethel, capital B, Bethel special was not that he built something. That he it wasn't the place. That he it was the presence God. of God. Absolutely. And so what we tend to do in our culture is, I apologize for the the dingalings on the phone here popping up but i'm running the show too yeah no but, it's um, awesome it's awesome um, good stuff what we 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 tend to go okay jacob encountered the lord and built this thing right so if we will build this thing just like jacob oh, did, yeah. then yeah. we will encounter the lord no not necessarily it's about encountering the lord it's about encountering the lord <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know who who knows because right. 20 years later at peniel he encountered him in a very different yeah. way yeah. Um, and you see Paul on the road to Damascus. Man, that was a moment. That was a Bethel moment. Right. Actually, I would say that was a Peniel moment. He looked right. into the face of God. Yeah. And and what we always try to do is tell people, you can build stuff mm -hmm. that looks like Big B Bethel, mm -hmm. 
but it's not. Right. And that's where you get into Phariseeism. Yeah. Yeah. You get into what's the legalism. Well, we just got to build it just right. You got to. Yeah. You got. If you do all the law, you'll be fine yeah. and justified. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. But that because that's the line of thinking that tells Jesus you can't heal on the Sabbath. Right. That's ridiculous. Well, that that looking into the face of God and wrestling with Him, right? Wrestling yeah. with God. You know, you, our folks are probably getting tired of me talking about what small groups are really supposed to be <laughs> about, right? And that's where we do our wrestling, right? Oh, yeah. That's where this uh, Aunt, Aunt Jill is sickening in the hospital, and I got to go to visit her, okay? Right. Well, my small group is who I have been before the Lord with, and I have learned to open up to the Lord with, and I've learned right. to wrestle with, with with what's going on in my spirit life with this group. Well, those group, those folks are the ones who support me. We all support, right? but they're special connections, right? Right. Well, I mean, if you think about honest to goodness, if you just mm -hmm. think about your relation, your interpersonal relationships, mm -hmm. I forget the statistic. There's actually psychological statistics right. I've read before. You can only carry so many intimate relationships. Right. And I don't mean romantically intimate. I mean nope. just like nope. close, you know, and you can, it's like a concentric circles. There right. are a few that you, you know, your family, your spouse, your mm -hmm. children, <clears throat> excuse me. And then there's outside of that, you know, really close friends that right. you can keep tabs on, even in the logistics of a day. Yeah. You just can't. And so I always feel, as a small church pastor even, I used to feel this. Right. You know, there was a contingent of people that thought everything was the pastor's job. Right. You know, and we pushed back on that hard because I was a bivocational. I had a full-time job and a yep. full-time church. And my poor family, you know, yeah. paid the cost for that a lot of times. But when we made this shift where people started really understanding that we're all in this together, and our church yeah. was small enough, it was almost like a really big, large, small group at some time. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, which is, you know, a practical argument against some of this mega right. business. But within that, you can have really good, intimate relationships with people. Absolutely. But I always feel for the pastors of these, even churches of a couple hundred, three hundred, there's no way that he has the time in the day nope. to study, to take care of his own walk with the Lord, and to to perform pastoral care. That's right. why there's a plurality of leadership and right. you know, elders and deacons. That's why the structure exists because it can't be done. Yeah. Yep. And when we build these structures that expect it to be done, it won't all get done. And then people get upset, get mad. And it's not even that they get mad. They just don't get cared for. Right. Right. And, and that's, that's the, that's the tragic part. Right. And that's, that's what we really, we are at, we're at a, such a special place right now in that we're, 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 it's a new beginning, yeah. Right, and I and I want with all my heart for our people to really, really, really get that. Like you said, that it's not it's not a little b. It's not it's not the building. That that just happens to be where we gather. Exactly. But you know if uh, if. Miss Irma, mm. if if her allergies are bothering you and she's coughing, you know, somebody make sure they they're getting their cup of water. It's little stuff, but it's that beginning to, I, I that's that's a little hurt, but it's a hurt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, um, if if we begin practicing that as a whole, yeah, because we've learned it in our small groups, then we have something that's special. Yeah. Then we have something that looks like when you look at Acts 2.40, right. and they were house to house, and they were eating together, and it, it's no longer about, okay, I, I, got, I got a small group network. Let's check in with each other. No, we're supposed to care about each other. Right, because... It's and it's and sometimes it is the act of discipline mm -hmm. of checking in. Yeah, because it's yeah. not natural to everybody. No, people don't want, especially in the world we live in now. They don't want you in their in their lives. Right. I've lived long enough. I'm only 48, but I've been in church long enough to see that, and in different church cultures to see when I first started this, 
you could still go knocking on doors and people would invite you in, you'd have right. coffee. Right. That still exists some. I'm not saying that's wrong, bad if you're if you're a door right. knocker. Right. But I guarantee you the times are different. I've seen it change to where our culture is more distant. Yeah. COVID yeah. helped with yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Um and so it is different. And right. so we have to be much more intentional. I intentional and deliberate. I talk yeah. about that all the time because these things that we want to accomplish in the kingdom for God, uh, we say, I want to do this and this for the kingdom. All the power and all the glory comes from him and belongs to him. But there are things that we are then, we have to do. Yeah. It, it just won't magically, poof, you know, in these yeah. relationships that we keep talking about. We want these small groups to be real relationships. And... Uh, I try to touch base with between 100 and 150 people a week, and that's, that's but that's just touching base. Right. Now I've got a group of about seven guys. Yeah. That's my everyday. Right. You know. Right. Well, and it's, and even if it's not every day, it's at a different level. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> like there are a group of people that I'm really close to that if my family was in crisis. Right. Those are the folks I'm going to call. Right. Not because I necessarily think they bring a particular skill to the table or, or even or whatever, no. but it's because that's who I'm that's who I'm tight yeah. with. They're my family. And and here's what it's it, that's not that's not your clique though, right? No, that's not your right. it's not your special little group. That's I hate to say it like this, but I I also want to express urgency there. <laughs> that should be the norm, and I don't okay. think it is. It depends, right? You know, and right. because. Everything, I, I hold everything really loosely. Right. Because I'm wired, once I figure out how something is quote-unquote supposed to be, mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. wired to start figuring out how to duplicate it. Right, right. How do we get this into a model? How do we get this into yeah. a you know? <laughs> Right. And right. every time I try to do that, it comes crashing down and it yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. Um, because the kingdom isn't a formula. Right. Now, are there things and principles that can help us? Yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. Um, and and I think everybody would would agree with that. Yeah. That's been yeah. around much. Yeah. Yeah. However, Absolutely. however, right. the fundamental basis of it all has to be, must be, one hundred percent is the love and concern for each other. Yeah. And you can fake that mm. through systems. Right. Come on. Well, I've got an accountability partner. Yeah. I've got a small group that I'm yeah, attending. Come on. But my question would be, but what are you really sharing with that group? Right. Is that group actually a place that's safe for you to share? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and that takes time. Right. Just because you spin up a group doesn't mean that that group's going to be healthy from day one. Oh. It we, might take a year. We, we had a leadership meeting the other day, and one of the guys in the group brought up something that we thought we were we were hitting out of the park. And one of the guys in the group felt comfortable enough in the group to bring up a point of conflict to say, no, we're not. Oh, wow, good for him. Because this just happened. Right, this just happened. And I I fell in love with, with my new team, <laughs> right? I fell in love at that moment because of how the, the reaction after he said that was... It wasn't, what is he looking at? Right. Well, I, I've been working hard on that. It was, hold on. You mean we, we missed it? Yeah. Let's dig in. Let's, let's, let's figure out how we missed it. Yeah. Because it's, it's not about systems. It's not about formulas. It's about people. It is about people. And we thought we had this thing done, going right, but there was a person who slipped through that crack. Right. So let's backtrack and fix it. Yeah, well, and, and, and I would even say give ourselves permission to break it again. Yeah. Not intentionally. But no, but I got you. I see where you're going. Because every time we think we've filled that crack, yeah. another one's going to show up. Right. And and for me, the whole thing is about being uh, uh, flexible enough in the kingdom to let the kingdom bring to us whatever he brings yeah. to us. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we were talking earlier, and I was talking with Tim about this all the time is I, I like to have a general game plan of whatever's mm -hmm. going to be happening. And if I don't have it, I get anxiety and, you know, yeah, like that. Yeah. but at the same time, he may explode your plan. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, I was saying Wednesday night, there've been times where I've 
I've got my notes. I'm ready to go to church, and nobody shows up. I had a Wednesday night. One guy showed up. Right. And, uh, you know, I can really take that to heart or whatever. It was just, sometimes it just is. Yeah. And so you shift. Yeah. Um, you may have a deal where 300 people show up you weren't intended on. So right. you shift. Right. You know, to bring this back to, you know, what, what's the purpose of Sunday morning? Um, for me, the, the, the church gathering on Sunday, mm-hmm. if you only make it about evangelism to the law, mm-hmm. if that's the only time that you get some of your already saved church members, then they're going to fall through the cracks too. Right. If you only do it to the already in folks, then your new converts might fall through the cracks, you know? So we're constantly looking for the right balance. Yes, yeah. And I think it's extremely easy for us to slip into this mindset that that believes there's actually an answer to this. Right. No, I got you. I got you. And I don't know that there is other than training people to keep looking into the face of the Lord and to love people. It seems trite. That, that's the gist of what that statement means. That's exactly right. It, it's teaching a congregation that Sunday morning is about loving people. And that way, we, had a, we almost had an unspoken rule when we were a much smaller church that when somebody came in new, well, you knew it because, you know, yeah. there's 75 people and there's this new family. It's right. like they stand out, you know. Right. But they didn't get to go home without at least an invitation to lunch. Right. Somebody was going to invite them yeah, to lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was often one or two of the same families because they yep. were just very hospitable and they would they yep. would do it. I hope y'all can't hear my dog barking out there. He's driving me crazy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, y- you know, and it was out of a heart of, I want them to feel like they're welcome and right. and that sort of a thing, whether they were lost, saved, heathens, what didn't matter. Yep, yep. I, there were times where people were picked up on the side of the road brought to church, and wound up spending an entire afternoon with a family. Yeah, yeah. It's cultivating that culture of awareness. Mm-hmm. Look, there's somebody new. Yep. And maybe even an awareness of there's somebody new and they're not like me. Right, exactly. Or us. Exactly. Or they don't look like they belong or they look confused. Doesn't matter. Yep. You'll have different people that have different sensitivities to those sorts of yeah, things. Yeah, and, yeah. And I know you've got that. Yeah. Um, but it's the we're not just going to say here's your bulletin, do, you know, thank you for coming. Here's a donut. That's right. great. Yeah. But to take it to the level of of something happening in us through the yeah. spirit that goes, yeah. that is an image bearer of of of, of the King right there, yeah. of God. Yeah. They are they are the Imago Dei, lost or saved. A lot of people think that you know the image bearers are just saved people. Right. Everybody mm, bears right. the image. Right. And as such to cultivate this culture of love for people. And then that starts blossoming into, but what, okay, so what does that mean? Right. A lot of times it starts off with, I love you enough in the Lord to notice that you're hungry. Yeah. Or that you don't have a home. Or that you fill mm-hmm. in the blank. Right. And then it goes to, I love you enough in the Lord to notice that you're struggling spiritually. Right. And we prayed for a lady on Wednesday who mm-hmm. was just very I'm struggling spiritually. Right. So yeah. we reach out and we pray. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know what that means. It could mean a million different things. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and it could go a million different directions. But it's cultivating that culture of care. Yeah. Yeah. Where the converse of that is is we we have historically sometimes I think leaned a little too heavy on the on, on cultivating um, a culture of survival. Yeah. What do we yeah. gotta do to keep the machine running? Yeah. Well, if running the machine becomes our focus, I say let the machine break apart. Right, right. Because the machine won't sustain us. Right. And and, and I believe, conversely, that it, it bears out, again, I go back to Acts, is you want to talk about a megachurch, right? That thing grew from 12 to a million in 60 years, right? Yeah, well, and it grew in by thousands in a day. Right, exactly. But it wasn't the model of here's this thing. It was here's this person. Exactly. And then once once you met that person, Jesus, then how we felt about each other changed, Yeah. right? And then, okay, now we have a group of us that feel differently about life in general because we know this Jesus and we know each other. Yeah. And then that becomes another group and then that group 
And I love probably, I think, the guy in America right now who's doing small groups the very best is Pastor Chris at Church of the Highlands, right? Yeah. And I love that because he has have, have an engineer's mind of, he, as far as structure and how things go. And this works like this. And then he stands up and he tells us, you know, this works. If you do it this way, it works. And then he says, but don't, don't get wrapped around the spoke. Yeah. Because if you do this right, it'll be so nebulous, you won't be able to keep up with it. Yeah. Right? And, and that's what I really want to get to is, yes, honor and structure and that all, yes, we got to do that. But when we're really loving each other, yeah. it gets nebulous as far as right. who's doing what. So instead of wondering if, if it was my job or if somebody else's job, just do it. Just love on the guy next to you. Just love on the guy. Exactly. You know, love on the person next to you, and, and we'll go from there. We can have conversations. Right. Um, you know, I was tell, talking with a guy one time about um, uh, I think the topic we were actually talking about was inviting people to church. Right, right. And people tend to almost immediately get polarized on that is, you know, in, 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 in the blogosphere and things. And, and my, my thing is, is that's not the only tool we have for evangelism. Inviting someone to church is not by definition Ooh, come evangelism. On, come on, I got you. Now, can that be used as an evangelistic tool? Yes, yes. Certainly. Absolutely. Because that's the place where yep. we designate that we go. We're going to hear about mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. the gospel. We're going to talk about the gospel with each other. We're going to live the gospel in front of each other. We can expose them all on board. Right. But if that's the only tool that right. we have, and I don't yeah. know anybody that would say that's the only yeah, tool. Yeah, I know, yeah. But practically speaking, our culture has trained us through action right. and trained us through experience that if we encounter someone who doesn't know this person, mm -hmm. then what we got to do is plug them into this place. Right. But the goal sometimes gets shifted to where the person's not the goal, the place is the goal. And when the place becomes the goal right, and not, then you get little B Bethel. Yeah, let's talk about application there just a little bit, okay. right? Because, uh, and this is what I tell our folks all the time, we're talking about pastoral care. So one of the things, you know, is invite people to church, right? But it's also having an understanding of the, if the person that you're talking to has any interest at all in going to church. Yeah. Not whether or not they have any interest at all in Jesus. That's different. You know what I'm saying? That is different. And, and they may not know the difference, though. Right, exactly, exactly. So it's on you to be spiritually aware of some too, right? Yeah. So maybe that person will be comfortable enough to come to our family small group on Sunday nights, right? Right. Or maybe not. Maybe <laughs> not. they're not even that comfortable, right? Well, I'm, here's how my week usually works is I've got Sunday, which is church day. I've got Wednesday, which we're working into a, a small group kind of scene, right? And... <clears throat> and then we have other nights of the week that are small group type stuff. But I've also got two lunches <laughs> every week that are reserved for uh, either somebody in my congregation or in my net of uh, my network, my my yeah my it's realm like of influence, too. right? That I know is hurting somehow, or mm -hmm. I I feel like needs something, and so. It, it looks a lot different than I was taught when I was right. young, right? It's not just invite them to church. Yes, we want to become the church, but it may be a, <laughs> it may be just a conversation, a text message, right. and then that turns into a lunch, and then that turns into right. come to my small group, and then once they're comfortable with the guys in your small group, maybe they come to church on Sunday. Well, and I think the big shift, and it sounds trite, but it's not. The goal is not to get them plugged into an organization. Right. The goal is to get them introduced to a man. That's right. And Absolutely. I can want to do the former, get them and plug into an organization with a good heart because I know it's good mm -hmm. for them. Yep. But that not won't necessarily sustain me at two a.m. in the morning right. when their house is on fire. Right. It's a love for them. Yes. That sees, you know what, there's a path over here in this organization that'll take you to a personal yeah. relationships that will sustain you. And I think fundamentally everybody kind of just assumes right. that. Right. And and they know that. And that it's not sinister. Yeah. 
but it's subtle. Yeah. In that we can make that shift to where everything comes about the organization or yeah. the system or yeah. whatever, and the people actually just get lost. Well, I'm going to invite you to church. Well, then what are you going to do with them? Well, I'm going to hand you off to our intake team. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, not that those kind of things are bad. No. Um, but what if you walk them through the intake team? Yeah. And yeah. sat with them and yeah. or have had six or eight or 10 or 20 lunches with them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you've got a relationship. And I know what our church, our thing is, is we encourage people to invite new people into small group first. Right. Yeah. Build some relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's what makes you stick. Well, that was, you know, a long time ago. That was what uh, small groups, uh, Sunday school. Yes. Right? Yeah. A long time ago, Sunday school is, we. you kind of invited folks to Sunday school, and then they would hang around for church. Yeah. You know, well, see, and I, I'm about to start my doctoral program, mm -hmm. and if they let me, one of the things I want to write my dissertation on is what we lost when we lost Sunday school. Mm -hmm. um, almost all evangelical churches anymore. I would, I mean, I, most of them I've right. encountered, they don't do Sunday school anymore. Right. Um, and there's a whole host of reasons that they're not bad reasons. They're, right. Some of them are pretty good reasons. But there were some intangibles right. that we lost, right? Um, and really, it was the first small group, like you said. Absolutely, that was the, the first community, small group. right? It was the community, yeah. and I know at our church we got to the place one time where we didn't have enough teachers, and so we had all these age groups in one Sunday school group. Was the most wonderful thing. Oh yeah, that we ever encountered. Yeah, I would I would never intentionally segregate them again mm -mm, after never. having gone Absolutely. through that because I was a segregator. Yeah, I yeah. was like, oh, you know. After the having experience and watching the little old ladies with the kids on their laps and explaining mm. a complex Bible story to them, kind of in their ear yeah, and loving on yeah. them, yep, I, I was done. done. And hearing yeah. their insight yeah. and the young person's yeah. insight, um, but that really was the original small group. Yeah. And not only that, it was a training ground for theological basis. Right. Well, let's let's do this because we're gonna have to land this plane. Okay. Well, you're you're gonna do this a lot better than I am. Okay. So I'm going to hand it back to you because okay. you have challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Okay. Um, when that that small within that small group, we have doctor visits. We have family crisis. We have a financial crisis. Okay. Right. Spiritual crisis. Right. We have these things that go on that are practical day to day things. Okay. As a small group in a healthy church. That is, we were trying to build a, a whole congregation of disciples and disciplees. Okay. I make that up? Yeah, I made both you of those words up. up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Put some functionality on that. How do we do that? How does okay. that work? Um, and all I can tell you is what I've seen, what I've heard, and what we've experienced. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, it takes ownership mm -hmm. um, by everybody, but maybe by a leader. Right. It says, this is my group. Yeah. When I came off of my first church, was wounded. Mm -hmm. Our pastor put me in charge of our um, college and career Sunday school class. Mm -hmm. and he said, I want you to be the pastor of this group. Right. I want you to learn on it. Right. Well, what that meant to me was, is they're, they're now my responsibilities. Yes. So it takes somebody saying, these people are not, I'm not in charge of them. Nope, they're my people. But but they're I'm going to make sure they get cared yeah. for. They're, yeah. they're, the, they're my eggs in my basket that yes. i got to make sure don't yeah. break. And so there's there's having that. It starts with a heart, and I don't. Mm -hmm. You can't train that. It's a heart that God puts in people. I call it the pastor's heart, the shepherd's mm -hmm. heart. Yeah, yeah. That, and you'll know who they are because they're going to naturally yeah. bend themselves to that. Yep, absolutely. And so there's that. And so there's somebody, and we would call them small group leaders. Mm -hmm. Those are the people that you're going to be pouring into. Yeah. Um. But within the group, first thing you have to do is cultivate uh, the relational culture that makes what I'm about to say possible right? is where they feel comfortable with when I'm in one of these crises, right? letting somebody know. Yeah. They're not going to do that without relationship. Right. It's just human nature. Right. And so you work on that, I would say, first. Just yeah. get the relate, And as other things come up, you experience and you model. Right. What I have done with small group leaders in the past would say, how are you doing on hospital visits? I know you got some older people there. Yeah. What do you mean? I was right. like, oh, have you, ever, have you never done a hospital visit before? That's good. That's good. I don't know. What, what do you mean? I mean, I, yeah. know, I know what you mean, go to the hospital, but what does that look like in a place of responsibility? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and I'd say, okay, so here, I'll go with you. Yeah. So there's some practical function. That would be somebody who's in a pastoral leadership mm -hmm. role, big P pastor. Right. You know, an elder would be like, here, let me, let me model this for you. Right. But within the group, what that would look like is somebody, let's just say they're in a car accident. Right. They're in a hospital for a few days going through surgery. Mm -hmm. That means that members of the group and or the leader of the group show up at the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Because typically that would be, hey, pastor, we're in the hospital. All right, family, sorry, I got to break dinner again. Right. And not that he wouldn't do that also. Right. But that the first line is small group leader. Yeah. My small group partner. Because not even, even within a small group, there's usually one or two families that, you know, yeah. that, that yeah. click more. Well, that call may be the first call. Right. Hey, we just had a wreck or, hey, we're having a surgery tomorrow. Yep. Yep. And even if you can't go, you're making those contacts. Yeah. You're making those phone calls. Yeah. After the hospital, and I'm using that as an example. Mm -hmm. After the hospital, you're bringing meals as a group. Right. And maybe you have five people in your group, and you can only do it for a week. Right. Well, you might reach out to another group and say, hey, yeah. we got this family that's in need. We're in the same body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you want to take the week after next and do some food and help us here? Right. And so now you've got cross-group support. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you got spiritual crisis. Maybe in a small group, somebody's like, guys, I'm just really struggling today. Yeah. What's it about? What yeah. we do in our group is somebody who needs prayer, we hot seat them. Yeah. We, what does that mean? Well, we put them in a chair and we lay hands on them. We pray Absolutely. over them. That may be all we yeah. do. They're, yeah. they're really struggling. We just pray for them yep. for 20, yep. 30 minutes. Yeah. And we're, we are now involved in their spiritual crisis. Yeah. Financial crisis. Yeah, you 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 do things for people that you can absolutely. Um, absolutely, and if you can't, that's where the larger body does come into play. Hey, right. elder, yeah, we've got a real need here. We've done what we can. Right, we need some help here. Yeah, um, maybe, right. and that and that might even look like, well, why are you in this spot? Right, do we need to look at your books? I, right. I've I've had people take our books. I had an elder take our finances one night, and and I just said. This has been years ago after Brenna mm -hmm. had, had come home. Right. And it was rough. Right. And I said, I need you to figure out where my leak is. We broke. Right. We're struggling. Right. And he spent hours pouring over it. And, and, you know, and he got done. He says, well, I figured it out. And I said, what are we doing wrong? He said, you're broke. <laughs> right. You got more going out than you got coming in. And 99% of it at that time was medical. Yeah. Wasn't anything you do about it. Yeah. You're just going to be broke. Yeah. For a while. Okay, you know, that's like look for patterns. But there, but there's, there's peace in that. There's, you know, there's. Yeah, I'm not screw up. I'm just broke. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about something earlier. I don't. I don't want to get into that. What we were talking about, but uh, that discussion has been on my heart for a little bit. But having a brother that was close enough that I could just go. Bleh, yeah. You yeah. know. Well, and and again, all of that presupposed a relationship. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And you know, the guy that helped us. And one of the results of that was is some checks got written. Yeah. To help. That's just the long and short of it. Yeah. It doesn't always happen. Right. Um, but there was some help given mm -hmm. because there was capacity. Now the need was known. Right. The worst thing we can do is not be known. Right. And once we're known, then when crisis comes, financial crisis, spiritual crisis, whatever, fiscal, financial, whatever, then there was a time where we had some work to be done here on the house and like on the land. And I just physically at the time couldn't do it. I was mm -hmm. probably had a, had a hernia surgery. I think I had a hernia surgery or something, but it was a problem. And I looked out one Saturday morning and the youth pastor had shown up with the entire youth group and they were out there cleaning up all this work that I had to get done. Right. And they just did it and left. Right. I didn't ask them to, but I, I remember standing at the front door just weeping. Yeah. I mean, it just got me. Yeah. I didn't even think I was an active service kind of guy. Yeah. But they saw the need and they met it. Yeah. And it was because of our closeness and relationship. Yeah. And you get that through small group. Right. And, and it's and so it's not what, what people want to do is, is let's go to a conference and figure out how to do small groups just right. Right. If you love people and yeah. spend time with people, you yeah. can't screw up the small group. Yeah. Yeah. So well, what about teaching? And they may get the teaching wrong. Yeah. Well, they probably will. Yeah. You're probably going to get it wrong from the pulpit too. Absolutely. From time to time. Ooh, come on. We and, can preach an hour so, on that. You know, the thing is, is so how do we combat that? Yeah. When you teach them how to drive into the Word, listen to the yeah. Holy Spirit. Yeah. You give them tools to function. That's what mm -hmm. the apostles did. Yeah. I mean, they said, Timothy would go out, he goes, go get you some elders, appoint yeah. them, train them up. Yeah. And then you're going to go to the next place. Amen. And they're probably going to do some weird things. And when they do, we'll do have a First Corinthians experience. Yeah. We'll come back through, <laughs> we'll write a letter, we'll talk to them. Yeah. And then we're going to let them go again. Right. And then we're going to have a Second Corinthians experience. 
Yeah. You know, and and it's not that it's just willy nilly. It's, right. it's not that. No. But it's you give people the tools to look into the face of the Lord. It's not. It it's not willy nilly. It's teaching them to look into the face of the Lord. That's right. And some of it comes back around to trusting Him to take care of it. I think it all comes back to that. Yeah. And yeah. what I have found is the more that we try to hold on to everything being exactly perfect, yeah, we build these little Bethels that He says once more when He speaks and shakes everything. Yeah. We've built all of these things that are not eternal. Amen. And they're going to Amen. fall. Amen. Yeah. And so I think there is eternality built into some of the things that He's built. Yeah. And, and all of the things that He's built. And those will remain. Yep. And so we've yeah. got to teach people to keep the main thing the main thing. Sometimes in our small group, we, we have questions. We go over the sermon. We, yeah. we do all of that. And sometimes we don't. Right. Because life is happening to somebody. Yep. Absolutely. Or it's just one of those days where we're all just tired. And we're like, you know what? I just want to sit across the table and have coffee and cookies. Yeah. And we're just going to get to be Absolutely. together. Absolutely. There's a place for that. Yeah. And Absolutely. if we can get Sunday morning to feel like that, yeah, and not something that we go to, mm-hmm. but a place where we go to see people. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we changed the game. There you go. We've got to go. You um, did that very we well, actually, thank you. We actually went uh, a lot longer than usual, but um, it's a good top topic, good talk. Yeah, good um, job, bro. Do us a favor if you happen to come across this and not just like it, but share the content. Amen. Um, Amen. We do have a lot of stuff going on in the ministry, and so we always ask you know if you would prayerfully, uh, you know maybe even consider supporting the ministry. You can go to thecrucibleofire.org forward slash donate. But one way you can do that and get something in return is we do have materials at our store. If you go to thecrucibleofire.org and go to the store, we have our Bible study books, right. our beginner Bible study books. We just came out with a sermon note yep. notebook. Yep. It's just a blank page. Guide you through taking notes. Um, some things that we put together. I and that came out of just watching some people at church. Yeah, yeah. Take notes and uh and the way that they were doing. It. And I was like, you know what? It would be neat to have a year's worth. And so it's fifty two weeks. It's it's yeah. one for every Sunday, and uh, it gives you you could keep them all together, you know, and kind of keep track of it. Um, so that's out there, and and we don't make any money off of those things as the ministry. Um, if we do make 50 cents, it goes right into the ministry, which is we are looking at three things next year, coming up next year potentially. Huge. <laughs> They're going to be big. There's a pastor's conference down in the valley that we're talking mm-hmm. about. There's a trip to Mexico that we're talking about to Puebla. I'm hoping to do that early spring. Amen. There's about 15 pastors down there that want us to come and do some training. In that, we'll be training what we're going to consider our first ambassador. Amen. which means a national pastor who's going to be a part of our ministry that will take this yeah, forward. Yeah. Um, and we've got a Kingdom Vision Conference coming up 1st of June. I'm not, the dates are still fluxing on that. So pray about those things. Good to have Bruce with us today. Amen. So thank you guys for coming to us. Um, and if you see Sean, shame him for leaving me high and dry today, <laughs> um, if you possibly can. But uh, we love you guys. We appreciate you. And we'll see you on the flip side. Later, guys.